Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Proverbs 15, chapter 15, verse 1. And this is kind of just a prelude into um, a couple other verses that I'll be getting into here. But a soft answer uh, turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Mm. And so I want to preach today from this title in the second week of our sermon series, Ugly Words. So as you lay your Bibles down, let's pray here. Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us here today on such an amazing day of being able to just come together and worship you in fullness of spirit, God, in fullness of truth of what you are bringing, God, what this season is about, Lord. It is about celebrating your birth and your what you have came into this life to save us, Lord, and that you would bless this sermon. God, bless this service today in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. 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 You may be seated. So pastor's message, actually, a couple, um, I, guys, I always refer back to pastor's messages because he's just got so many good stuff whenever he gets, and I, I always have my journal. <laughs> I'm a journaler. And so um, a couple things, his sermon titled, A Stone and a Towel. And he said in this, um, in this sermon that he's preaching, he said, the saying that we all know and we all have heard Sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words will never hurt me. Farthest thing from the truth ever, right? Farthest thing from the truth ever. And so we realize that there is power in our tongue. There is power in the words that we say and how we talk to people. So Matthew 12, 34 says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, I'm not reading, you know, I'm not reading that scripture here today just to say that we're a generation of vipers. You know, there are people, right? There are people that have hurt us. There there have been things that have said, there, there are things that this scripture speaks to, but what we really need to say here is, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And in the scripture just before this, Jesus says, the tree is known by its fruit. So this scripture here, I'm, I'm here highlighting this is because it's to show the contrast, the contrast of what you have to have. No, it's, it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. There is good or there is evil. And ugly, see, and we have all of these things that, that happen to us. We have ugly things that are going on in our lives right now. There's you look at the wars that are happening across the world right now. You look at um, everything that we have gone through over the last two years. There are ugly things that have happened in our lives. But ugly things don't have to lead to ugly words. Another thing I wrote down from that same sermon that Pastor said is, and I wrote it in, it says, don't let the stains reach your heart. And there are scriptures that will put us in our place because we've all been there. We've all had times where we've, we've had the stains hit our hearts, where we've been hurt and, we've, and there, is, there is a hurt in our heart there is, and, it, and it causes us to lash out. But Proverbs, that's why Proverbs is so good. And it's, such a, it's a lot of one sentence. Man, it just, 
it hits you with it. And you're like, and you're like, Ooh, man, I needed that. The first, the one I started out with here, a gentle answer, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Proverbs 15, four, gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 15, 26, the Lord detests evil plans, but he delights in pure words. You see, we can say things that give life or we can say things that crush spirits. I still remember just so many times when I was, when I was a child of all of the encouragement, all of the love that was spoken to me by my parents, by coaches when I was in middle school, by my youth pastors in high school. And I was encouraged to be my best and told that I was loved. There's something about being loved. There's something about being loved. And I attribute the the success I have experienced in my life to those life-giving conversations. The one where my my youth pastor stopped me just to talk to me about the worship, about, hey, you're, you know, how is your prayer life? Are you and I loved your worship during that service. How's school going? All of these things to give an influence into my life that God was first. That influence that he had on me that showed me love. Now, on the opposite side of the coin, many people have had things said to them that hurt their self-esteem. They damage their emotions and it holds them captive. Our words hold incredible power. It's during this Christmas season when we are surrounded by friends and family, we can do real damage. Right? We can do real damage by saying something that we shouldn't. And it happens. It does. We're all human. Not just with our family, but with our coworkers, with people at church, with the barista at Starbucks that made your drink hot instead of iced, and that triggered you to literally, I mean, you would be shocked. I have, I've been a valet in my life. I've so uh, shared this, how I've wrecked a $100,000 car before. You can change, yeah, it's a, it's a great story. You should ask me about it. Um, you cannot repair, that's a harder thing to repair than your iced caramel macchiato. But there are things that cause us to be, to be hurt, to be triggered. It's just one instance, one instance it happens. But we need to avoid ugly words. But we don't need to avoid ugly truths. Or not not ugly truths, but just truths. Because truths aren't ugly. And as Christians, we need to make an intentional effort to avoid ugly words, to speak in ways that leave people encouraged. Now, this doesn't mean that we avoid sharing our truth or having difficult conversations. Because there is a positive a negative way to convey truth. A positive and negative way to convey truth. But I think that's also an important thing, important thing to highlight right there is that to convey truth, because we have truths that we live by. There are things that are absolute truths. The Bible is the absolute truth in our life. 
It's that foundation that we have and that we need, we need to convey it. Yeah, there is, there is a way of love to convey this. And there, there are some ways, in the same way, they, there are ways where it's to not convey it. But the thing is, is that sometimes, and I was telling the, we had uh, with the youth kids our Friday night Bible study a couple weeks ago, is that there are hard truths. Truths that are hard to, hard to accept, hard to put upon our hearts, but they are things that we need to live by. Now, there are truths, though, you know, that, you know, I, I will forever um, tell the truth about bad coffee because I, I talk about it all the time. I love coffee, but I will forever talk about bad coffee and tell the truth. Uh, where's Brother Anthony? Where are you at in here? He's in the back. I've gotten him on good coffee right now. It's changed his life. It's changed his life. He comes to me every Sunday and I'll be like, man, I need to get better beans. I need, how did you do this? How did you do that? You got to convey the truth. <laughs> Have to convey the truth. But the book of James, we are given extensive warnings about the end or about the kind of damage our speech can cause. Everything the people in the early church were working towards could easily be undone by careless words. James chapter 3, verses 3 through 6 says, If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also, the tongue is a small member Yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. In the tongue is fire, a word of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Multiple examples of, are said right here of large things being controlled by small items. James says the horses can be controlled by just a small bit in their mouths. Ships can be controlled by a small rudder. And even forests can be set ablaze by one spark. The same is true for our tongues. Though it is small in relation to the rest of our bodies, if we are not careful, it can control us. Words can lead us deeper into conflict. They can lead us deeper into sin. They can lead us deeper into regret. They can lead us deeper into the struggles of our life, all by one word. Ugly words. Now, what should we do, though? How do we, how do we, we've talked about ugly words our heart, out of the heart, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What do we do, though? How do we, what should we do about, yes, I understand I have to control my tongue. I have to control what I say. But we should put a leash on our lips. James 3, 7 tells of the animals that have been tamed by human beings. But it's quick to say that controlled, controlling one's tongue is much more difficult It says, for every species of beast and birds or of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by humankind, 
And when uncontrolled, our words can be evil and full of deadly poison. The Bible even says in verse 8, right after this, that the tongue can't be tamed. Because sometimes it blesses and sometimes it curses. That's why going back to that contrast, there is evil and there is good. But a spring can't produce fresh and bitter water. The words that we produce come from the place that our hearts are. And they can only be fully good or fully evil. The Bible says that if our hearts have jealousy, have ambition, that we will find disorder and evil of every kind. The wisdom from above is first of all pure. The wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is peaceful, loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. Mm. It is peaceful. It is loving. It is gentle at all times. It is willing to yield to others. It is peaceful. It is loving. It is gentle at all times. It is willing to yield to others. It is peaceful. It is loving. It is gentle. And willing to yield to others. Oh, that I would, I know I've said this so many times the last time I preached, but man, if you could take this word, if you could take what God has for you in your life, oh, that God would purify my heart. That in a moment where I have jealousy, where I have self ambition, where I, oh, where I have comparison, Oh, where so-and-so got that job and I didn't. They got that promotion and I didn't. Why is their family blessed more than my family is? Because you see, then we allow those stains to reach our heart. We allow what the world has put upon us to bring us down more and more and more. And from the abundance of the heart... Out of that, evil on the heart, those things of on the heart will bring forth ugly words. So ask yourself these questions. Will what I am about to say honor God? The truest test of our words is the way that they reflect on our Creator. Is what you're going to say something that would turn someone away from God? Because of the representation that I that you are setting of who he is in your life? Then you need to ask yourself, what, uh, will what I'm about to say honor the person I am saying it to? We all fall into this. Don't act like you don't. Honoring someone else means that we express respect and admiration in the way we speak to them. How would we receive it if these words were spoken to us? It doesn't matter who they are. Man, it doesn't matter who they are. Each person that we talk to was created by our creator. And is owed respect. 
no matter who or what they have done. And it shows us what we think about the God who created us. Man. Because hurt people hurt people. There are so many times where you'll even come here and there might be someone next to you that that hurts you. But God will never hurt you. The church will never hurt you. But right here, right now, asking yourself this question, will what I am about to say honor the person I am saying it to because hurt people hurt people. And this last one, will what I'm about to say be something I regret? Because if we lay our head down at night and we don't regret the words that we have spoken, then we, yeah, we're choosing our words wisely. But a lot of times, ugly words lead to things that can't be reversed. They can't be changed. Words we use are a window to our hearts. They are a window to our hearts. Because I want to speak from a heart in love with God and in love with people. Mm. I want to speak from a heart in love with God and in love with people. I want an overflow of passion for Jesus to be the reservoir for my language. You said, just We had a youth Bible study on a Friday night. There's nothing that excites me more. We had, a, we had 11 total people there. There were seven people that were not in church that came to our youth Bible study. But nothing excites me more than conveying the words that Jesus has for them. Nothing gets more than just saying, hey, these are the words that we need to live by. This is what God can do for you in your life. Because I want to overflow with words of love. Your first language shouldn't be English. It shouldn't be Spanish. It should be love. Because when your heart begins to lean towards Jesus, you will see that language of love towards your spouse, towards your friends, towards your enemies. And you'll start to see it be more consistent. Oh, that I would speak a language of love. That I would speak a language of love. There's a book called Praying Circles Around Your Kids. And it's by Mark Betterson, and it's introduced a concept of speaking intentional words over your children. It asks the questions, who do you want your kids to be? Who does God want your kids to be? And in this book, he, he speaks, he doesn't just ask the question, he speaks it over them. Brother Chris uh, Waggle, he preached in youth on Wednesday night, and he asked this question, is God a reality to you? Because if he is, you have to believe in him fully. You can't have half and half. That I would have a heart that is fully after God, that I would have a heart that is without contrite, without question, without doubt, that I wouldn't go, I wouldn't come over here, I wouldn't go to my job, I wouldn't go to school, I wouldn't go to these things and, and believe it that way, but, and then, oh, whenever I finally come to church, but God, I have full faith in you. No, it needs to be all the time that my heart would be fully, fully believing 
on what God is. And so that's why Mark in this book, he says, speak to the people around you. Speak to your friends. Speak to your family. Speak to your kids. Speak to your parents. But when you repeatedly speak it into their lives, they start to speak it themselves. The words become contagious, and they then believe it. They believe it. I want nothing more than this youth group right here to believe it. I want nothing more than every single child and true kids to believe it. I want nothing more than the person back there that's been going through something to believe it and to leave here today saying, God, I need a renewed heart. I need something to change because I'm done speaking evil words. I'm done living a life that is just halfway in and halfway out, but that God, my heart would fully be after you because I want to be a reality of who you are in my life. In the name of Jesus, 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 if you could stand with me. So as we head into Christmas, I want to invite you to use your words to encourage others and lift others. May the celebration of the birth of our Savior. The gifts are great. The time with family is great. But realizing why we are celebrating. Our risen Savior. This is the day that he came so that none shall perish. That all shall come to, all shall receive righteousness. That all shall come to repentance. But ugly things in this season don't mean ugly words. Don't let the stains of the things that are happening to you reach your heart. Because there's a place right here. Right here in his presence. Where you can say, God, renew me. So that I can speak in love. So that the words that I speak will be those that are from you. Amen. Let's pray here today as I open these altars here. Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us here, Lord. That, that Lord, that there would be a change in our hearts. That it would be an impactful change. Lord, it would be an everlasting change from this day forward. That, Lord, we would walk, God, in fullness of what you want. That we would say, God, you are a reality to me. And that I'm done speaking evil words. I'm done having evil thoughts. I'm done with the things of this world. I'm done with this comparison. I'm done with the things that I'm going through. But, God, I would come that I would lift my hands. That I would repent. That I would say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done. Because, God, I want to speak nothing but good words to those around me, to be an example of who you are in my life. Because, God, you mean more to me than anything else. Than anything else. And that, God, you would just touch us today as we take this word today. And in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
Amen, amen. These altars are open. Thank you for coming today. If there is a need in your life right now that, God, I need a change, that there needs to be, God, I know that I have a little bit of a little bit of something I'm going through in my heart, but God, I want it to be fully good. I want it to be fully after you. I invite you up here today because that one decision to, to just say, God, I give it to you will change everything. will change everything. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.